What's up, you guys? Welcome back to a little bit of life. If you're new here, I'm Alyssa. And if you're not, welcome back. You guys, it has been such an adventure. And while we're on the subject of COVID for a second, I want to thank all of the healthcare workers. If I know you, if I don't, and if you're a first responder or a grocery shop clerk, whatever you are, thank you so much for being there. Uh, if you guys don't know, I too am a frontline worker. I am a pharmacy technician or a CPHT as we are called. And I want to share a little bit about that with you guys. I've gotten a lot of questions pretty recently about how to become a technician, what the pay is, how the demand is, is the market good, that kind of thing. So I really want to have a good discussion about my job as a pharmacy technician and what my duties are, what the pay is like, how long does it take to become certified, what do they do, so that type of thing. So we're going to do that today. So let's start off first, like I said, a certified pharmacy technician or a CPHT works in a pharmacy right alongside a pharmacist and other technicians. So essentially <laughs> this is the funniest part because when i was getting ready to go through college and you know i was in high school and stuff i did ffa i did all the like the veterinary like prerequisites like i wanted to be an animal doctor so bad and then i finally realized that i'm really bad at math and i didn't want to do the vet tech thing anymore because i looked enough i guess at how much it was going to cost to go to school what the certification was going to look like you have to have an associate's degree so i was like you know what i don't really know if this is something i want to venture on so in august of no it was sooner than that because yeah august 2012 is when i finally went and started pharmacy school but of course before then you have to go through an interview process, an application process, you have prerequisites that you have to do. So we're gonna talk about all of that right now. So prerequisites, if you are looking at pharmacy as an option for you, it's a great option. I definitely recommend it for you. If you're not a college person and you just wanna get done with school and have a career to go to immediately after graduation, then pharmacy is for you. <laughs> um, the pharmacy program at Lone Star College is where I went. The program is one year long and you can either do the year long certification program, which is recommended, or you can do the two year associate pharmacy business sort of degree plan. I'm not sure exactly what it entails because I didn't really look that far into it. And when I was going to pharmacy technology school, it was not a thing. That program started back probably i want to say three and a half four years ago it's been a little bit now so you know if, if that's something that you want to do because you want to say that you got some sort of a degree then you go girl i'm not going to stop you so the pharmacy technology program has prerequisites so basically when i decided okay you know what we're just gonna go for it so when I decided that it was my time to do that i needed to get the prerequisites down i had to pass the TSI exam, the math portion at the very least, everything else I was perfectly caught up on. So I bought the TSI book and I studied my butt off. And you guys, if you knew me like eight plus years ago, <laughs> I was a hardcore Taekwondo-holic. I mean, I still am, but obviously with COVID right now and you know, a lot of other things transpired in the last couple of years, um, you know, it's not been 
on my on the you know number one spot on my list anymore I've had you know I've gotten married I have a full-time job I have a household you know those types of things they change you so anyway I would run class and then I would study out of this TSI book you guys like till I fell asleep like I was bound and determined to pass this test so what I did is I finally went in and took the TSI and the first time I took it I passed like I was able to test out of whatever class I needed. So in order to get into the pharmacy technology program, you have to meet all of the English language arts requirements for an associates and you have to meet the uh, English language, the, uh, not the English language arts, I'm sorry. You have to meet the math requirements for that as well. So if you're above college level algebra, then you should be safe. If you're not, then you're going to have to take the TSI to test out or you're going to have to take all of the prerequisite math classes before you can apply. So that is step one, is completing all of the application prerequisites. You need to get your vaccines, you have to get a TB test, you have to make sure that all of your prereq classes are up to date. Then you can apply to the program. So once you apply to the program, the program coordinator or you know the, the head of the program will reach out to you and schedule an interview time. Now, right now, I believe, from what I understand, there is a window. So you apply during that window, and, and during that time, they start picking and choosing the applicants that they want in their class, and then they call you in for an interview. That is step three. Step three, they're going to bring you into the facility, and they're going to do an interview with you like you would for a job, basically. They're going to ask you about you, uh, you know, what your, what your goals are in the program, and kind of where you want to go like as not just as a technician but as a person um i i feel like technicians you know they they get there and they're like well this is as far as i can go that's not true we're going to talk about that in a minute but essentially that's what happens you go in and you do your interview just like you would for a job and then you leave and you hope and pray that you get a letter in the mail or an email saying that you got accepted into the program so that would be step you have made it into the program congratulations you are now a future cpht so then you get to go buy all the fancy super cool scrubs and this really nice white coat and you feel like a boss when you wear it and you get to you know get all the cool books and then you realize oh my god i'm so overwhelmed <laughs> don't let it overwhelm you um especially if this is something that you guys are seriously considering as a job opportunity. I know it, it's going to look and feel like a lot, especially if you go to school. Um, it's going to be very overwhelming, but you will get through it. Um, anyway, so yeah, you go and you get all the super cool stuff and then you just wait and you get ready to start taking class. So let's talk about different classes and different things that you're going to be exposed to in your new pharmacy school environment. Class sizes for technicians are very small. I came from a class of 16 people. That, I believe my teacher said, I'm not 100% because this was a very long time ago, but I believe my teacher said that we were one of the smallest classes that she had ever picked out of um, because just the applicant pool was large but not appetizing, if, if you guys catch my drift. So I was really excited, you know, to be one of those 16 people that got picked. It was such an amazing feeling. And I, I mean, you know, you just, you, you get it, you get it, you, you know where I'm going. So anyway, your first day of class. So 
it's gonna be different for everybody, to be honest. My first day of pharmacy school, we didn't wear scrubs. We were just, you know, casual Sunday sort of situation, you know, like jeans and a nice shirt. And, you know, it was just kind of a chance to get to know each other, get to know the, the teachers, professors, you know, all the people there, get to know the facility. And the first day that we were in there, so I brought all of my school stuff, but I didn't, I didn't think that we were going to do anything. You know, I had automatically assumed, okay, it's going to be just like every other college class where they're going to give you a day to just kind of acclimate yourselves with your classmates and your atmosphere. And then, you know, the next day you'll start getting into it. No, we were into pharmacology the very first day. So let's talk about classes. So you're going to be introduced to pharmacology. Pharmacology, if you guys are not sure what that is, it's kind of like the makeup of medications and classes that they belong in. So things like analgesics, topical analgesics, um, you've got, uh, you know, different uh, things for birth control, you've got antipsychotics, antidepressants, uh, medication for diabetic patients, uh, things for anxiety and bipolar and, you know, just a lot of different things. So there is a one, I think it's the top 100 drugs list. And that is something that we basically had to memorize. It was like our Bible. So every week in pharmacology, we were studying a different class of medication. We were either studying beta blockers, um, statins, you know, something. It was always something different. And the following week, or the end of that week, we would have a quiz on the medications that we learned about. So we'd have to match the brand of the generic name of those medications, and that was it. And depending on the class of medications, it would depend on how many drugs you got and how often you really had to, you know, look at your stuff and get it together. Because if you didn't and you messed up, obviously, you know, you're going to fail. So every week it was just like that. And then I distinctly remember every Sunday um, I would sit and do homework for like six and a half hours. Because during the week, you guys remember, we're talking at a different time here. Uh, this was when I was helping run the Taekwondo school and going to school at the same time. So I basically had a job and this at the same time, and it was a lot. I had to, you know, find the balance. So I would go to school during the day, leave and go train, and that would leave me with basically very little time to study or do homework. In the end though, I mean, I passed, everything was fine. I struggled at some points, but you know, everybody does, everybody has a weak point. So pharmacology, like I said, essentially is just drugs and the classifications that they belong in. Then you get into things like math. <laughs> Pharmacy math, it's basically figuring out day supply, how many milliliters are in, um, how many, how many drops makes up a milliliter, you know, if you're doing eye drops or ear drops, uh, what SIG codes are. So SIG codes are the codes that different doctors will write on prescriptions to tell us pharmacy personnel, oh, this, this patient is a um, 1-P-O-T-I-D. So 1-P-O-T-I-D means one tablet by mouth three times daily. That's basically what a SIG code is. Uh, and then it'll vary, you know, it could be four times daily, QID, um, it could be BID, which is twice daily. Um, it could be subcutaneous injections. You got to figure out that. And you guys, let me tell you right now, 
if you go and you decide that you want to become a pharmacy technician and you do the whole school thing, pay attention when they do the insulin math. I sucked so hard at insulin math. The reason why is because let's say you have a patient that gets, you know, several different kinds of insulin and that's a thing. Um, you know, and you have to figure out how many units of each one they get. There's X amount of units in a vial. There's this many milliliters in here and they're injecting this many milliliters, has this many units, blah, 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 blah. It's, it turns into a whole thing. So pay attention. <laughs> um, that, that is the, my best advice I can give you for that. The other class that was really important to me during that time was community pharmacy. So in my program, we went through two sides of pharmacy technology information schooling, I guess. We went through the community pharmacy, which is retail, which is like Walgreens, CVS, Kroger, Walmart pharmacies, blah, blah, blah. Then you have hospital pharmacy or like in inpatient service pharmacies, places in hospitals, hospice care, um, long-term care facilities, nursing homes, you know, those types of things. So there's two sides of it. And the great news about going into that program is that you're gonna get certified for both of those things. You're gonna get certified for retail and for IV. Uh, IV certified meaning, you know, you can do all that stuff in the hospital pharmacy. So community pharmacy to me was so just powerful. Like I learned so much in there and I really don't know what I would have done if I didn't know about community pharmacy stuff because it was an eye-opener like you have to go to clinicals when you go into pharmacy technology school and going through that community class in in my classroom and then going over into my clinicals it was so nice like being able to you know have that information already you know people go in to their clinicals and stuff half the time they don't even know what they're doing so it felt really good knowing like okay i'm prepared for this like i feel so good about this it's fine <laughs> um so yeah so those are some of the things that you'll see now fast forward you've finished school you're out you know you've graduated you threw your cap and you've hung your gown up for the very last time in your whole entire life now what do you do basically now your job is to get a job Oh, and by the way, by the way, before we talk about jobs, you have to pass the PTCB state board exam. Basically, it's boards. You have to pass this test in order to become a pharmacy technician. It is the nationwide test that determines whether or not you are going to become a CPHT or not. That test is given and you can take it anytime you know after you've you know i would definitely not recommend taking it you know a week into your tech time but you know taking it as soon as you finish your community pharmacy stuff and you're comfortable with your iv stuff getting close to the end of your time in pharmacy school i took my test about six weeks before i finished pharmacy school and it was so amazing um i passed the first time thank god so the boards is a 90 question exam and I believe you get, I think it's two hours to take the test. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I just took it, again, not too long ago. Because if you let your credits lapse, you don't get to keep them anymore and you have to retake the test. Don't be like me. Um, but I believe the test is two hours long. It's 90 questions. And 
you go through all the stuff that you learned, basically. You know, IV, a little bit of IV, a little bit of pharmacology, a little bit of law. Pharmacy law is a big one. You guys pay attention. Uh, yeah, so that's that's it, you know. After you pass that test and you throw your cap and your cap, at, you know, graduation's over, you've done it, girl. You're there. So after that, start applying for jobs. And the great part is if you go through a program, a lot of places will hire you uh, even as you're still going to school as, as what they call a tech trainee. So you can work as a trainee under a trainee's license in the state of Texas for two years. So if you're not ready to take your test or you've not taken your test um, after graduation or before, you can go ahead and do that before your two years is up. Uh, so let's talk now about what technicians in retail pharmacy do because that's what I do. Uh, techs in retail pharmacy answer phones, fill prescriptions, refill prescriptions for patients, follow the law. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of things that I think people take for granted. And, and the reason why I wanted to talk so much about this tonight is because, you know, people are recognizing frontline workers right now. I am a frontline worker. I am not a nurse and I'm not a doctor, but I'm a frontline worker. So and in the medical field nonetheless. So realistically speaking, you know, it's it's a respectable position to be in. So that's really why I wanted to talk so much about it is because, you know, people are like, oh, well, you're not like a doctor or a nurse or something. I say, yeah, but I'm still a medical professional, so that counts. Um, so yeah, in retail, you're, you know, you're going to deal a lot with patients face-to-face. Hospital pharmacy is a little bit different. You're not going to see the patients at all. If any, it's very little. You will be dealing strictly with the public in retail pharmacy. Uh, you'll get a lot of walk-ups. You know, you'll be typing prescriptions, answering the phone, and you know, just kind of helping run the pharmacy. You'll be doing inventory control, a lot of uh, waiting bin maintenance uh, for scripts that aren't picked up. You'll be calling patients to pick up their medications, those types of things. So if you're an outgoing personality and you're an extrovert, then that's a great place to be for you. If you're more of an introvert and you don't really care to communicate with patients directly and that kind of gives you the creeps, then hospital pharmacy may be better for you because it's kind of like in the basement type of thing. How long does it take to become a tech? I think we just talked about that a little while ago. It usually takes about a year, uh, depending on if you go through a program or not. I believe now the law has changed. So up until January, that's why I had to take my test so fast. Um, I had to recertify as a technician because I let my license lapse. I was not going to be a technician. I was a technician for about eight to nine months and then I called it quits because I had a really, really bad experience where I was at and it just ruined it for me. Don't think that it's going to be that way for you guys. My instance was very rare. So I ended up just leaving and becoming a teacher and getting my teaching license. So. I was teaching and never thought again that I would step foot into the pharmacy business, but I did and I'm so happy I did because I have a great pharmacist now and I work for a really great team of people. So realistically speaking, it would take you about a year to go through school. Um, up until recently, you were able to take the test and just go be a technician. However, that is no longer the case. You have to get certified somehow, some way, and you can do that through the PTCB website. And uh, the Texas State Board of Pharmacy has some great tools on how to do that as well. Is it hard work? Yes, I'm not going to lie to you. The technician's job is 
very physically demanding, mentally demanding sometimes. It can be very hectic and stressful. I came into the technician role and into the pharmacy world approximately two and a half weeks before all this started. So I've actually been a tech longer with COVID than I was without COVID, which is a little crazy and a little nuts to believe, but it's kind of the truth. I was just getting my bearings and my footing in the pharmacy again when all of this happened. So it's been, it's been a lot. It's been very challenging, but I'm not floundering, so I can't complain. Uh, it is hard work. If you don't like standing, you're not going to like being a technician. Uh, realistic you know, expectations are that you're going to be standing at least eight and a half to nine hours a day, and sometimes more, depending on where you end up working. I'm very, very blessed in the fact that I work for a pharmacy that's only open nine hours a day, and I get a 30-minute lunch break, and I have my own chair. So if I want to sit down, I can. Uh, again, though, realistically speaking, you will probably be up for 95% of your whole work day, minus time to go and, you know, eat lunch and sit down. And if your pharmacy offers stools or benches for technicians and sitting on the toilet, <laughs> that's about the only time you're going to get to sit down. So mentally demanding uh, in the way that you're going to have to deal with angry and irate people. You are going to have to, you know, call people on the phone and multitask use the computer and talk at the same time you're gonna have to you know be quick on your feet and know how to multitask because you will flounder um and then you know the other thing too you know to remember is that a text job isn't just to fill it and slap a label on it there's so many different roles in the pharmacy as a technician so thinking about that is another you know is another way you know to kind of decide which which way you want to swing um, I didn't realize how physically demanding this job was until I recently got back into it. And I'm, I'm fine now. Like I tolerate it fine. But when I first started working again as a technician, I definitely took for granted how often I got to sit down as a teacher, even though I was chasing kids half the time, but I definitely took it for granted. Different kinds of CPHT work, I guess, uh, is our next topic. So we talked a little bit about retail CPHT or, or pharmacy technician, we didn't talk much about hospital. So hospital technicians basically are providing service to floor patients and in the basement, as they call it, they are making IVs for patients. And that also can be very mentally and physically demanding. <laughs> you need a stat IV and you're on the wrong floor, you're, you're going to be wasting five minutes just running and doing all that. Hospital is definitely for somebody who, again, is not very sociable. They just want to do their job and go home. Uh, of course, you know, you're going to talk to people and make friends and do your thing, but this is definitely more for people who just, like I said, want to get in and get out. Hospital makes, they do a lot of IV stuff. They make chemotherapy for patients. They do nuclear medicine. Some of them can do nuclear medicine. They compound sterile products in IVs. Uh, they dilute solutions in vials and inject that into IVs. They do dose packing, which uh, is introduced to Pixis. Pixis is the automated dispensing system that hospitals use to dole out medication to patients or is accessible to nurses and doctors for emergency meds, of course, uh, for patients on the floor that need it. So 
Dose packing is used for patients who are like in hospital and they get drugs every day. They're in those little like blister packs that you see. You can get you can get them at pretty much any store with medications in them. So yeah, that's pretty much what a hospital tech does. They their role is a little bit different. They don't answer phones. They won't always type prescriptions. It really depends on the role that that tech is playing. It's you know it's it again it, the position will vary. So there's that, and then you know you're not going to talk to patients really. You're not going to be on the phone. You're not going to have a lot of interaction with anybody really outside of your pharmacy team or the nursing and doctor team that you're working with. So there's that. Now the other thing that I want to touch base on is, you know, okay, I got my CPHT. Now can I move up from here? The answer is yes and no. The reason why is because once you get a CPHT, you basically you know, you're basically up there, but you can also go one step further or two steps further. It really just depends on how far you want to take it. The next step after achieving a on-level CPHT is a senior CPHT. So in your pharmacy, if you begin working and after X amount of time, you know, your pharmacist is like, you know what, you're a leader, you've got good organizational skills, you've got good people skills, you know, things like that, they could possibly promote you to senior technician. And senior technician is like the gold status in terms of retail technicians. Uh, If you're a senior tech, you're very heavily sought out, you know your stuff, you're very on top of it, Uh, you're three steps ahead of the pharmacist at all times, you know your patients really well, you know, that type of thing. That is the goal. End goal for any technician in retail is to become a senior tech. Is that your last stop? Absolutely not. You can go on to do other technician work. You can become a field colleague trainer, um, which is something I would love to do, which is to go out and train other technicians on how to do things uh, in their pharmacies. I would absolutely adore that. The other option is to further your education and actually go into something else. You could go to nursing school, you could go into MA school, you could do uh, pharmacy school, actually go and become a pharmacist which is another item on my goal agenda is to become an actual pharmacist. Uh, I think it'd be great, but you know, again, we're having wishful thinking. We can, we can dream and have goals. So yeah, the answer is yes and no. Like I said, this job will take you as far as you want to take it. If you want to just do the CPHT thing for 15 or 20 years, you could definitely do that. Will you get bored? Probably. If you're like me, you'll probably get bored and you'll want to do something more. I've tried this time around. Last time when I was introduced into retail pharmacy, like with my first adult job as a technician, I didn't really, I I, I tried of course, like I did everything I needed to do the right way, but I never really pushed myself. Like I just thought of my job as just a job and not as like an educational opportunity. This time as I'm older and I'm taking this journey again, I feel like, okay, if I don't take every opportunity to learn every single thing in here, then I'm an idiot. So that's what I've done this time differently is I've, you know, made sure to make it a point. Like my pharmacist is very, very good at showing me new things and walking me through those things and allowing me to, you know, fall on my face and try it again because that's the only way that I'm going to learn. So definitely it's a good opportunity, you know, for, for career development if 
that's something that you want to do. If not, and you're happy doing the same thing every single day for 25 years, I'm not going to shame you for that because that's a comfort for you. Um, salary, schedule, and demand. So this is the last thing we're going to talk about in this podcast. And then, yeah, that'll be it. So salary, it depends on where you work. My salary, I'm not obviously going to discuss here, but I can say confidently that I make more as a technician than I did doing any other job. Um, I was, I mean, I made really good money as a teacher, but I didn't have health insurance. I had no 401k. I had no retirement plan. Um, I didn't have benefits like in house. I didn't have any of that. Like there was nothing. So realistically speaking, yes, this is the salary for what I make versus the benefits is definitely a good, happy balance. Schedule. Let's talk about schedules. (laughs) As a technician, it is a very rare occasion to work full-time hours. I'm very, 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 very fortunate to work full-time hours as a technician. I work approximately 35 to 38 hours a week. My company defines full-time for technicians at 30 hours a week to make it easier for them to obtain benefits. So I work, you know, I work full-time. I'm my, I'm my store's only technician. There's one pharmacist and one tech and that's it. And it's great. I love it. So when I'm there, I'm it. And when he's there, he's it. And when she's there, she's it. You know, they, whatever it works. So Full-time is very hard to achieve as a technician. It's not its not far and few between. that They do offer full-time tech position jobs, but do not be sad, disappointed if they are like, well, do you mind starting at full-time? That's not a bad gig. I'm not going to lie. And the reason why is because you can get your feet wet and still kind of make a decision about whether or not it's something you want to do. The turnover rate for technicians is very high. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Technician work is not for everybody. So obviously getting your feet wet in a part-time position may not be a horrible idea for you. If it's not something that you think you're gonna wanna do like long-term or if it's something that you already just, you're like cringing at, you know, going to work every day. Uh, So really it's, it's looking at your opportunities and your options. Now, the great news is If you go into retail pharmacy, most hospital pharmacies, I would say about 80 to 85% of those technicians are full-time. They work, I believe, in 12-hour shifts. So one works, you know, seven to seven, the other works seven to seven. You get what I'm saying? Like overnight, during the day type of situation. So again, though, depends on the pharmacy, depends on the hospital, depends on the whole situation. But if you work in retail, so for example, I I work for retail pharmacy, If that's the case, then if I want to pick up extra hours or if I want more time, I can always pick up extra hours at another store. So I don't have to just work at my store. I will have a home store, but I don't have to stay at that store. Let's say I'm only getting 20 hours a week at my home store. I could go search for hours on my little schedule application thingy that they give me and I can say, hey, I want to pick up your extra shift or whatever. That's how how tech schedules work. They have, the, you know, everybody kind of just throws their hours back and forth. Oh, hey, I need to take a vacation. Okay, well, uh, let's find somebody to fill in and take your hours. You know, that's kind of how it works. The only downside to that 
is let's say you schedule a vacation or you schedule some time off and you have to all of a sudden say, oh, I don't want to take that vacation or I don't want to take that time off anymore. You can't just go back and say, I want to work my hours. You're going to have to eat it. I learned that the hard way, not in a bad way. I had scheduled a training class for this for this technician job that I'm working now. And that class got canceled because of COVID. So I was like, okay, I need to let my pharmacist know. And I told him the next day and he was like, oh my gosh, like I just told so-and-so that she could have your hours, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, it's fine. I'll eat it. It is what it is. So definitely be sure that whatever you're going to do with your time off, you prepare for, uh, because you will have to eat the time otherwise. Um, yeah, that's as far as schedules go. Uh, lunch breaks, meal breaks, breaks during the day, those types of things vary from location to location. It's just going to vary. The last topic is tech demand. So pharmacy technicians are always in high demand for two reasons. One, people are always going to need their medications no matter what. So it's pretty much job security. If you get into a tech job and you don't ever leave, you probably are probably going to be there for a while. <laughs> Two, the turnover is really high. So techs don't necessarily quit because their job is bad. They leave because either their spouse, their job changes, they are moving, they have a child, they end up having some sort of really horrible life event happened to them so it there's just a number of things but a lot of techs the the turnover rate for technicians like i said is is pretty high it's not for everybody i'm not gonna lie to you it is the demanding job it is considered a white collar job but it is demanding because again like i said you've got you've got to really have a personality for retail pharmacy or if you're working hospital be on top of it um it can be it can be some scary water to tread but you know, with the right training and the tools and stuff like that, you know, it, it'll be just fine. So yeah, demand for technicians is always really high. I don't know if you guys like pay attention on the freeways and stuff to the little signs on like CVSs or Walgreens, you know, it says now hiring certified pharmacy technicians or whatever. Or if you go into Kroger, oh my gosh, every single time I go into a Kroger over their little intercom system, you know, uh, are you a certified pharmacy technician? Well, Kroger's the place for you type of situation, you know. So techs are definitely in demand and they're in demand all the time. And the reason why is because not only is the turnover, you know, higher and lower in some places, but it's because techs only work, like I said, 20 hours a week sometimes. So they need other people to fill in those spots. Companies would rather their people work four or five hours at a time, you know, for five or, you know, <clears throat> five to six days a week versus having them work like I do, working eight and a half hours for, you know, four to five days a week, depending on the week. So it just varies. Like I said, it, it demand is, demand is demand. It's going to be wherever you decide to look. So yeah, that about wraps it up. That is the technician episode for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you want to know more about becoming a CPHT, you're welcome to always contact me uh, or leave a message here in the board for me to read. I would love that. So thanks you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Share this with your friends, your family, your dog, your cat. I don't care. Uh, I will be doing more content hopefully the end of this week. 
You guys stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't like any handrails. And I will see you again soon. Adios.